Welcome to TuneIn YRDSB, inspiring learning through storytelling. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew McConnell, and I am the coordinator for First Nation Métis Inuit Education with the York Region District School Board in Ontario. And I am joined today uh, by two Indigenous student trustees. Uh, one is the outgoing uh, trustee who just finished up her term here at the board. And the other one is the incoming trustee who will be taking over her position uh, officially, I believe, in August. And uh, I'm just going to let them introduce themselves. Uh, Holly, I'll go to you first. Hi, my name is Holly. I am the third ever Indigenous student trustee for YDSB. I am Red River Métis from Manitoba, and my pronouns are she, her. Uh-huh, And then Lily, how about you introduce yourself? Yes, Ani, I'm Lily, and I'm the incoming Indigenous Student Trustee for York Region District School Board, and I'm Ojibwe, and I'm really excited to be here with you guys. And I guess that's one of the coolest things um, about working at a school board is just even just the variety of Indigenous people, right? You know, Holly, I've seen you in and around with uh, representing a lot of things with Métis Nation, and, and Lily, to have you here as a fellow Anishinaabe person is really amazing. Mm -hmm. In saying that, I am really am curious because you're both senior students, right? Holly, you're graduating. Lily, you have a, like two years left of high school. Yeah. <laughs> what was your educational experience like as Indigenous students in this board? And for those who don't know, the York Region District School Board is, um, is an interesting board in that it is both urban, uh, suburban, rural, and also um, services a First Nation community. Um, Holly, for you, what was what was your educational experience like as an Indigenous student? Well, for me in the board, I found that I had the most Indigenous experience within the board. I went to a private school for a couple of years, so there was exactly no Indigenous experience. I was the only Indigenous student in that school, and it was recognized by teachers, but it wasn't really understood. So when I came back to RDSB in my uh, eighth grade year, I was met with like the ability to do so many different cultural events. Right away, I was put into the um, FNMI program and I went in my grade eight year, I went to all these different teachings and I thought that it was so great and it was so new to me because I didn't really know that much about my culture prior to that. So I found that my experience in the beginning was really very good as someone who didn't know much to begin with. But as my time went on, I found that it was a little bit harder to get experiences when I was older because the teachings were far away or I had to rely on uh, a, a taxi or my parents to drive me to get to places. And I didn't feel as though there was any kind of Indigenous experience in my own school. Lily, for you? I think the same thing. Honestly, for me, I grew up in kind of a very small town vibe. Um, I lived just right across Georgina Island. Our school was very, like, there was lots of Indigenous students in my school. Um, but we never really had the opportunities to really do much. Like we did have like um, an Indigenous teacher that we would get to speak Ojibwe or uh, we would do like a couple like classes maybe once every other week. But we really never got to have like real connections, being able to travel, being able to connect with others. Um, and most of the other students really had no idea much about their heritage or didn't really have the opportunity to learn so it was kind of like finding it on your own if you wanted to but most kids just didn't you know have that time or experience to you know search out for that 
So I'm really glad that now that I'm like older, I'm able to kind of like search out and talk to more elders and uh, be able to search that on my own time. Um, I just think maybe like there needs to be more, I don't know how to put it, but just like more experiences for the students or like having more time to connect with each other in a way. And uh, one more thing I was going to say is I noticed in my school years, especially when I got to high school, there was a lack of understanding and more of like a people were fascinated by my <laughs> culture, but they didn't really understand it. And there were so few Indigenous students in my high school or in my elementary school that um, when a teacher would hear that you were Indigenous, it was, oh, that's that's incredible. Can you educate me? Can you educate your class? And um, by being an Indigenous student in schools, it felt like it was assumed that you wanted to teach other people. When in reality, I was 13, 14, I didn't really know that much. And I felt like when I couldn't teach the people in my class, I felt like I wasn't Indigenous enough for them to, you know, be learning from me. Lily, how about you? Did you find that that experience? I've heard of that from other other students yeah. across the world. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a lot of the time it's hard to explain, but it's like they expect you to kind of like have this like knowledge of like what an elder would have or someone with that knowledge. And I was like, um, I kind of know my language a little bit. Like, I don't know, I'd say like a couple things that I knew, but I feel like there's so much more. And I feel like in school, like they cover it, but they cover just the top layer of what we can learn and what we could teach each other about our culture. And I feel like, like, I don't know, there's so much more that we can do to like, not just teach us, but teach the whole board about our culture. Do you find that a bit frustrating for both of you? I'm asking this question, that that idea that you as young people somehow are supposed to be able to encapsulate all of the knowledge that other people have taken whole lifetimes to, to live. Doesn't it seem a little odd? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there is this assumption on Indigenous students that they know everything there is to know about who they are, when in reality, a lot of us don't did not grow up knowing who we are and it was told later in our lives or it was something our parents didn't even know so when you're someone like me who's learning with your family about your culture through like the Métis Nation of Ontario and Manitoba um, I find that the assumption that I know everything is actually very harmful because it dis it discredits uh, indigenous people when like they don't know and then other people will assume oh just well you should know you're indigenous you should know everything there is to know already. Lily yeah. how about you? Yeah I think it's it's funny because like I'm indigenous I'm indigenous on my father's side but I've never had any contact with him at all so it's very like me learning it um like through my school board like through the all the indigenous like classes that we we're able to take and uh connecting with my with like the island be able to like you know go places and kind of figure out on my own and then people will just be like oh so tell me about it like tell me about like all this stuff and I'm like I don't know it makes me feel like less indigenous because I don't have all this knowledge that I'm still learning myself and I feel like even like I've come across like grown adults that are just coming to their culture now and that are just trying to figure out who they are and have never had the 
opportunity to find who they are as a true Indigenous person. So being able to, I don't know, like assume that, you know, we're, have all this knowledge. It's like, uh, it's kind of nerve wracking, I guess. It's it's interesting because we're talking about this 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 concept of how it is that you even learn to be indigenous um, and those particular pieces and um, Dr. Susan Dion who um, she's at York University and she's Lenape, uh, her and I have had this conversation before and 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 she's the first one who kind of brought it up to me that we learn to be indigenous by being with other indigenous people, mm-hmm. and so when you think about that you know in in the context of the board, you know how do we do that? What, you know, what have we done that made that possible for you? Cause you've both mentioned it, you know, what are those things that we did that were important and, and maybe how might we do them better? Well, um, for me, I found that as a young person, I think I found out that I was Métis in grade five. I think that was when I started to really sort of understand what it was, but there was so little understanding on my part. I didn't really get it. I had teachers who called me First Nations because they just assumed that everybody's First Nation. So I thought I was First Nation for um, like three years because I didn't understand that there was a difference. And I find that um, growing up where I did, I've I've always lived in this area and, um, and my parents are from Manitoba. So they moved before I was born and not being on the Métis homeland of Manitoba, I found that I felt very disconnected from other Métis people. I had never met another Métis person until um, my high school years. That was outside of my family, of course. So um, I find that there's not enough cultural things around Indigenous students sometimes for them to really understand who they are in their youth. I can so relate to that because I'm the only one in my family (laughs) that's Native. So it's really like... I've had them say like, well, you don't look native or like, you know, just like assume things, you know, just because of what I look like or like I'll do stuff. Like I'll try to find out like more about my heritage and they'll be like, are you sure? Like, and I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm just trying to like learn it. And they're, I don't know. I think it's trying to figure out and balance because it's hard when you're not around people that know. And my mom's like, well, I have no clue. I'll be here on your journey, but like, I have no resources. Like, I don't know anything. So it's just like kind of figuring it out and like kind of picking pieces up. But I think it's it's really hard and being able to connect with others is so important. Like being able to like come to like these classes at school or if you have any friends that you know that are like, Indigenous as well and being able to kind of like just connect and be like do you know anything or like just kind of like teach each other like as you you know grow older and have more wisdom like you just kind of like learn more things about who you are. Sorry just to add on to what you were saying that um you don't look Indigenous statement is one that I've heard mm-hmm. very very many times in my life because people have this belief of what Indigenous people look like and when they see people that don't look like what they think they should and instantly to them it means well you you must not be because you don't look like the picture in my head of an indigenous person and I find that that's especially difficult when you have a Métis identity like mine because sometimes I have said that I'm Métis and I've heard well that's the easiest one to fake it and most Métis people look like white people and 
you're, some people just don't believe that it's as authentic as a First Nations identity. So uh, that's definitely been a, uh, an experience that I've had in my life. And isn't that, you know, it's such a key thing, this, this concept of what does it even mean to look like or be authentic and who gets to decide that, right? You know, where do you find most of this resistance to even, I'm going to say the idea, though that that, you know, me saying idea is kind of strange too, because it's not an idea. You are, right? You are Métis, you are Anishinaabe, um, to, you know, to say that it's an idea, but, but this, 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 this ability for people to push back on that. Where, where do you think the roots of that really lie for folks that you when you've when you've experienced it? I think that it's hard to say where it really comes from. It's just constantly perpetuated by people who don't know what they're talking about. And <laughs> an, a, an unfortunate part of um, being the Indigenous student trustee that I didn't realize before I uh, took the position is that it opens you up to a lot of people who don't think you should have the job. I um, had a lot of experiences with um, people believing that I was not meant to be in the role that I was um, that I was faking my Indigenous heritage in order to get to the role. So I um, I find that the board doesn't have quite enough protection for the Indigenous student trustee, and that I felt very exposed to um, people who would attack me for uh, who I am. Yeah, I've had the exact same thing where it's like you don't look a certain way and it's like how like how do you get the right to tell me who I am? Or like what well they're like well you're you're only half. And it's like it does, it's not like it's who you are. And it's like when you're like with your people, when you're you know, when you're dancing, when you're you know, maybe you're celebrating, maybe you're like just having that connection with maybe you're at a powwow or like wherever you are and you're just I don't know about you but you feel that like you're at home you know and I've had experiences at school where a boy in my class who I don't know exactly but he was indigenous as well and um people were making fun of him because he has long braided hair and I just found out so disgusting that like what is it like 2023 and we're still on that and it really shows how we're so far, but yet we're not that far away from where we were. Like we've come so far, but yet <laughs> like there's so much going on. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like we're like we're just getting um a spot in our school where we're able to have like medicines and like we're just getting that. <laughs> and it's amazing that we're able to have that. But I feel like in so many schools, like I know my elementary school, I had to actually, I wrote them this huge long thing about saying that I feel like everyone should be taking language classes or like um, drumming classes or anything like that. Not just because for like the Indigenous students, but for everyone. I think it's so important that we're not just learning French and English. <laughs> you know what I mean? For like other languages that are so important too. And I think everyone should be aware of what's, you know, happened and what can be done to make change in our, you know, school. And it was, it was interesting because you brought up the point, right? You know, so if, if you look one way, you're told you can't be Native. And then, mm -hmm. so then you, you look the way a Native person is supposed to look and you get made fun of, 
All right, when you're talking about the uh, the boy with uh, the long hair and the braid, um, it, does that kind of show? I don't know a sense of hypocrisy that might exist. Yeah, I think it's crazy. Like it's like there's no win-win. <laughs> it's either like like I look white, white, <laughs> and or like I look native. Like the I don't know the typical native, right? And you get made fun of or. It, I don't know, like, it's it's never just, I don't even know how to put it, but it's, like, it's, you can't just say, oh, my gosh, like, you're, you're not Native because, you know, you don't look this, you know, the type of Native that people assume is Native, right, like, or Indigenous, or, like, I feel like we should all just come together and accept that we're all different, we all come from different backgrounds, and, I talk to my friends all the time about it. I'm like, yeah, like I've learned this in my class and um, my language class. And I, you know, cause I'm getting one of my elders to make me a ribbon dress and I'm really excited. Um, and I was like telling them all this stuff and, I'm, and it's not like, that's amazing, right? But like some people just don't really see that. They're like, look at you and they're like, really? <laughs> you know what I mean? And when I went to the, downtown for the conference and I was telling everyone I was like yeah I'm the incoming indigenous student trustee and they're like oh (laughs) I was like yeah (laughs) and it's the way that they assume someone's native and there was definitely people there that uh were indigenous student trustees as well um and they looked you know the typical you know part but I feel like that's there's so much more in detail and we can we all come from different backgrounds from different parts all over Canada and I think that as long as we come together and like you know we're able to learn our language we're able to come together I think that's that's all that matters right well I even think about you know we have we have black and indigenous students you know we had a we had a former indigenous student trustee who was white black and you know Mi'kmaq um you know like those those realities exist for all of us and Mm -hmm. and, you know consider you know just even these concept of of who gets to claim who um you know why why are we even relying upon media depictions right sometimes that's Mm -hmm. one of our biggest issues right is who does media use to represent us and very often when you look at popular media, the people who are being put from, I mean, Yellowstone's the one I'm going on lately, you know, the key characters in that show who are supposed to be indigenous, they're not even indigenous, like not even part. So, you know, there's this whole thing that we're pushing back against these, these, these media ideas. So with all that said, um, you know, you really have talked a lot about, you know, what your experience was like. Are there some other things other than what you had access to that you wish had been there for you when you were when you were students? Holly, I'll go to you first. My the biggest thing that I wanted in my school was feeling like there was a space for Indigenous students, because when I got to my, my high school, there was no designated like place for Indigenous students. There was no get, get to meet other Indigenous students in schools. When I got there, I believed for almost my entire time that I was the only one. And it was it was seen as so uncommon that when I would tell my teachers I was, I would get, oh my goodness, that's so that's so incredible. And the, the usual teach teach us about it, but still um, there was never any, hey, I have another indigenous student. Maybe you guys 
would want to meet each other. I wasn't even allowed to know who the other Indigenous students in my schools were, which could have been their own personal request. And I felt very much like there was no community in my own school for me. I think kind of the same thing where I think it's so important for people, for us to come together. I think to like, I don't know, there's that there's that thing where everyone's together. I don't know for, about you, but like when you're able to connect with other Indigenous students and talk about things and be able to learn off of each other, I think that's so important. Even just like connecting, just like, how was your day? You know what I mean? Just like being able to like, you know, have that connection. Like we're, as I said, like we're just getting um, kind of like a little room for us at our school, but there wasn't that always right and we're we're just kind of getting that sorted and I feel like it needs to be more open for everyone because I know lots of Indigenous students at my school but I think they're I don't know if that's just a personal choice but I feel like if we made it more open you know just be like hey there we, we have pizza downstairs if you want to come and join and just like you know talk you know and if it, it was more open people would want to come and they wouldn't be afraid of thinking that, oh, like I'm the only one here, or they they would feel that like insecurity of feeling alone or feeling judged by anyone. If if we all are like open about it, I don't know. I feel like there just needs to be more of a connection with the students and other students, and even like between student and teacher, just being able to have that connection. I think that would be much more you know, and powerful. Um, another thing that I did notice in my own school, like our experiences are different. Clearly you have many Indigenous students in your school, which I think is awesome. Um, but in mine, like I said, there, there were very few and I still to this day do not know who they are. Um, my school has an equity committee and I ended up joining that and that was a really great experience. All the students in there were looking to get Indigenous education in schools. Um, and that seemed to be the place where I found my community was among the most diverse people in the school because they also felt underrepresented underrepresented by my school student council. You know, I think there's something definitely to talk about there. That idea of who do we connect with, you know, through concepts of like our actions of real allyship. Because I will admit, um, as an adult, I've had similar experiences, right? Um, there, to be an Indigenous teacher in our school board, um, is one of the rarest beings um, I've come to find. Uh, from our calculation, we figure there's less than a hundred. Actually, we actually figure there's actually less than 50 um, teachers at the school board who are Indigenous. Um, and it has been actually a real challenge for us to come together and for us to create a space, which is amazing when you think about it because we're adults, right? We're supposed to have all this ability, skill and power. Um, but even just like you said, to be able to reach out and find each other is a challenge. Um, and so very often I, I found in my own practice that, that it was my experience with other people from other communities who are, who are marginalized. And again, like both of you, I present as white and I can mix in very perfectly fine with white community, but I have also found that it's lacking that indigenous connection lily you said it so well right that sense of community learning and easy belonging 
right? There's a comfort. I'm not having to explain anything to anybody and we can have conversations about things um, starting from, you know, not having to tell me more about that. You know, instead it's people like, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like you've both been demonstrating here today. How important, Holly, I'm going to start with you, Holly, and I'll come to you, Lily. For you, Holly, how important was that relationship with those with those other folks, you know, who, again, are seeking a place within society and representation? How, how, how important was that for you to feel like you at least had a place? I felt very grateful for my school's equity committee because their whole thing was we will accept anybody. We're here to make a change in the school to make it a more equitable environment for everybody. So all among the people in the club, there were immigrants, there were transgender people, there were queer people, all these different groups. And I felt like when I came in the first and I said, yeah, I'm the indigenous student trustee for the board. It was that's incredible. Let's you can work with us to uh, keep Indigenous education going in the school and to try and increase it. It wasn't a, um, oh, either it wasn't a tell me who you are and teach us. It wasn't a, are you sure about it? It was all about we accept you for who you are and you can help join our cause to make a difference. So I found that that committee was very um, comforting to me in my uh, student trustee term because I felt like, okay, this group accepts me. They don't ask questions and it's a space for all kinds of people. I was saying the same thing, like when you are able to connect with other Indigenous students um, or like anyone, like being able to have that connection um, and be able to be like, yeah, like, how are you doing? <laughs> you know, be able to like, just like talk and have that like real conversation and it's not just, you know, butterflies and rainbows. Like you're able to actually, you know, have, you know, like have conversation about like what's happening in your schools and like how we can, you know, make a difference. And <laughs> coming from a small town where I had so many ideas, I was like, you know what, like our, my school needs this and this and this for our Indigenous students. And then now that I'm going to be the Indigenous student trustee, I'm so excited to, you know, be able to meet more indigenous students across the board and be able to have really have that those rich conversations about like how we can make differences and what really needs to be you know done and I feel like I don't know there's just something about having a conversation I feel like after like COVID and <laughs> not be able to like talk to anyone I think it's so important to just like have those conversations and to reach out and if anything's going on or anything right just be able to have that like rich you know like how are you doing today and like just be able to um like there's so many students that like I've talked to personally um just just in my school I was just like you know just letting you know that I'm the Indigenous student trustee like just like a couple of the um Indigenous students that I know and they're like what's that and they, they don't even know they're they're just they they feel us as like this higher thing that, that doesn't connect to any of the schools or just like doesn't know right so I think being able to it's hard to find them that's the thing they just like I it's really hard to connect with everyone but really being able to you know have an open mind and be like you know I'm here if you need anything because there's only there's only so much that you can do to like push them to come over you can't like just like drag them over and be like you know come talk to me <laughs> you know but just being like open and minded about you know talking to other people and 
really being able to connect with the other students is really important. Well, and I think that really speaks to something that that we have struggled struggled with for quite some time. Certainly, COVID really knocked us off um, our process. But even you know, since coming back and Holly, I think you really felt that this year. Um, this whole issue of engaging with students, and by the way, this is happening at all all levels. This is not just an Indigenous student thing, but even in my conversations with people who work to support Indigenous students directly, they've also had issues with engagement. What do you both sort of think as again as young people as young adults with all of the all of the challenges that you've gone through and currently face um you know just getting by and doing all the things you have to do how do you think the board might work to to better engage with indigenous students and holly i'll go back to you again I would say a, a big factor for me when I was in the younger grades was the Indigenous Student Council. That was, I was so excited for it. Every week, every month it would come around. I'd get the call from Bradley Gibson on my home phone <laughs> telling me that the council was starting. And I remember that even during the pandemic, that was my time that I got to meet other Indigenous students, even though it was all virtual. It was about um, engaging with other people and it was my community during that time. So I think that um, a, a good way to start engagement for Indigenous students is to highly, highly encourage the Indigenous Student Council, especially if it does go in person. Right, and Lily, for you? I think the same thing, honestly, like for me, like really being able to um, connect with the students. Like I know like when we were in the meetings and stuff and I was able to like connect with you and how I was like wanting to, you know, uh, do the Indigenous Student Trustee and I don't know, like it, it was really fun being able to like connect with others. And then when we did like the tree top trekking thing, that was, that was amazing. <laughs> I always had so much fun. And like, I don't know, like making it fun. I think that's the thing. Cause I, for me, I don't think any of the students wanna just like sit in a meeting or, you know, just like kind of like, you have to make it entertaining. Just be like, you know what? We're having a pizza party, come over, <laughs> that sort of thing. Like food will drive anybody. <laughs> so, you know, just like make making it fun and making it seem like doing drummings or doing something that brings everyone together. And also like, you know, being able to connect with your friends. Cause I think a lot of them, I don't see, like none of them are like in my, my my school and my classes so that's like the one time where we're all able to reconnect with everyone and um you know we did drumming or moccasin making you know like being able to connect with those other students that you don't get to see often can really you know brighten your day miigwech so so then with that let's let's sort of kind of talk about the future um and and what you know, what do we need to be working towards, you know, for, for educators who might be listening, for, for adults in the system, for those of us who work directly to support Indigenous students? What should we be thinking about and working towards? What, what, what does it need to become um, for Indigenous students at the board? I think that it should all be about community. That's what I think the Indigenous students in the board need. They need a sense of community. They need a place where they can go. And even if they don't have any other Indigenous relatives or family or friends in the area, they need some 
some kind of way that they can feel like they matter and that they're included and that the board really cares about them. So whether that be um, the the meetings or activities like the treetop trekking, that was so great that day because it was all about the indigenous students having fun together and it wasn't about like, who are you really indigenous or this that you would often get while uh, with these kind of events with non-indigenous people. But I think that uh, the board really needs to prioritize a feeling of community in the Indigenous student group. Yes, I think the same thing, the community, and not just connecting with uh, the bigger schools or the ones that are um, closer, but like the ones that are farther out, like, I don't know, making sure that everyone's able to um, go to events or that it's ever that everyone's able to have the resources that they need and really connecting with other communities and making sure that everyone's okay because you know from my elementary school I remember it being mm, an interesting time where you know I feel like it's a very small town vibe where when you're not able to get all of the opportunities, especially as an Indigenous person, when you're wanting to connect with others, <laughs> you know what, you want more resources, you want to really get answers. And especially since I didn't have any, you know, like I really wanted to connect more with my heritage. Um, and it was so hard to, because everyone's just like, did you know, don't have the staffs, or don't have the money or anything like that. So really being able to connect with community and be able to make it fun for the students and, um, you know, not just, you know, emailing them, you know, just, you know, how are you doing or whatever, like, just like really connecting, going out, you know, making it more inclusive for everybody. I think that would really make a difference. How important is that face-to-face -face interaction? It's so important because I've had plenty of time with both during the pandemic when it was virtual. Yes, I loved the Indigenous Student Council meeting, council meetings, but every time I was like, wow, I wish I could see people. I wish I could, they would turn their cameras on. I wish I knew what these people looked like. I wish we could do these events together. Um, and then once the there were a couple teachings or in-person events, I was like, wow, this is so great because when you're online, Yes, you're a community, but it doesn't always feel like it. If you don't know what the people that you're speaking with look like, it's mm -hmm. <laughs> or you can't see them in an indigenous space. It's it's definitely really, really different. And I think that for me personally, it is so, so important that I get to see people in person because it makes me feel like the work I've been doing matters to real people. Um, and that I can feel a connection and I can build relationships and friendships with other Indigenous people in person. I can so relate to that. During COVID, I think I was like the only one in the meeting with the camera on and everyone was just like, you would like ask a question and everyone was just like, it was like quiet. <laughs> and I feel like, I don't know, like, it was great being able to be on the meeting for the people that, you know, want to interact, but it was so hard. Like, I feel like for me anyway, I'm very hands-on and I like being able to, you know, make things or do, you know, do stuff as a community. Um, and just like sitting there on like, 
I was like falling asleep. <laughs> and so, um, I don't know. I think it's so important personally to really connect. I don't know. I like being able to, you know, maybe just go on a hike and, you know, like go in the forest and learn about, um, I don't know, the animals or, you know, what we use this for or like different medicines, like really making like, especially, especially like when I was younger, I would always like to like, you know, learn about like um, different medicines and what they're used for. So I think that would be really important for everyone to learn how to, you know, really connect with each other and how we can, you know, build onto that and like go outside and, you know, do other things because that on the online version of this, not, not for me <laughs> personally. But it was great. <laughs> so some last thoughts, Holly. Future of Indigenous education at the board. I think, like I said, um, community is all, the most important thing. That's what students need. They need encouragement. They need access to um, Indigenous education, people, and spaces. They, um, I think everyone's a little bit tired of virtual, so I think next year, or in the future transitioning to fully um, in person in like Lily said all the different areas in the board not just the central areas I think would be great and um, just making students feel like they belong and that they don't owe their identities or any kind of explanation to anybody and that um, they don't have to share who they are but if they do that there are all these kinds of resources and really great things waiting for them at the board. Mm -hmm. Lily. I think being able to really connect with the students and getting them engaged in who they are, because I know lots of Indigenous students that would love to know who they are and get to know a deeper understanding, but don't have the resources or is scared to reach out. So really making it more inclusive and a safe space for those people to reach out would be incredible. So really making it inclusive and a good working environment for, for everybody. One last question for both of you, because um, there's been a lot of discussion about identity affirming spaces. What does what does an indigenous space look like to you? What like what would it have? What is it? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? Who's in there? Holly? To me, an Indigenous space is a space where um, people feel welcome and feel like, again, they don't owe any kind of explanation. That's my main thing. When I felt accepted in an Indigenous space is when I said who I was and I wasn't faced with any kind of questions. Um, even people who are just interested in me, well, um, you get a, a lot a lot of questions every time you introduce who you are to people. So it's, it's so nice to be in a space where who you are is open but it's not questioned and it's not wondered about. And I think the kind of people within it are indigenous people. Of course, there are, there are lots of spaces for everybody. And I think it's so great that all these kinds of different communities have spaces together. But I think in an indigenous space, it should be a safe space where you walk in and you know it's only indigenous people. It's people that you can feel safe sharing your culture with and who will share theirs with you. And the kinds of things within it, I would say, Honestly, whatever. Students are students. They like board games. They mm -hmm. like um, watching things. So whatever students want, it 
in their space, whatever makes them feel safe and makes them feel like they can build relationships with others, as well as traditional medicines that people have access to within it. I think to me, that's what I, uh, a successful Indigenous space would look like. Uh-huh. Lily? I think the same thing, making it feel inclusive for all Indigenous students and making it everyone feel welcome. You know, it, it doesn't matter, um, you know, and not making them feel less than and making everyone feel included. It doesn't matter what you look like, where you're from, you know, and making them all feel included. You know, definitely traditional medicines, maybe drums, you know, definitely like board games, stuff that just feeling safe, having that spot if you're on your lunch break or a spare or wherever and just having that spot to just breathe and connect with your culture even if there's just a teacher or a friend and you just want to you know just like talk to them for a second I think that's so important um to connect with elders to connect with um your sisters brothers like anybody in your community and just you know have that conversation maybe having a bad day and you just need to connect with someone, um, feeling safe in a space, you know, not feeling scared um, of being your authentic self, right? <laughs> so just really a space that is included, inclusive for everybody there. Uh-huh. Thank you so much. Both. I really appreciate your time today. Yes, uh, for sharing so honestly, it's amazing. And with that, I think we will say goodbye, good evening, good morning, whatever time you happen to be listening to this, and uh, take care. Thank you for joining us for TuneIn YRDSB. Please join us next time to continue the conversation.